0: Hi and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Giuliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually and help others. Can I share the word this morning? This is actually what's been in my heart for some time. Um, as I said before, it's not yet in my head. But I want to share a word with you this morning, church, that I believe is the prayer of Jesus himself for our community. It's for us, it's for our church, but I believe it's for our community. So let's open to the book of John this morning. Let's turn to the word. John chapter 17, verse 20. Let's just book that for a moment. My title this morning is a vision for our community. For those that know me, I assure you, this is not the beginning of a vision statement. It's not the beginning of a strategic plan. This, I believe, is a prayer and the word of Jesus uh, for our church at this time and for our community. So the Gospel of John, I love the Gospel of John. I love the purpose behind it. In John twenty thirty one, uh, let me just read this to you. There's no need to turn to it. But these, that is this book, the book of John, are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing that you may have life in his name. The Gospel of John is filled with signs and wonders and miracles. It's filled with the love and hope of Jesus that he has his prayer for his church and for the community. I love John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It's a prayer, it's a declaration for our community. John 14.6, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 10.10, The thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy but i have come that you may have life and life more abundantly and lastly john 112 yet to all who received him to those who believed in his name he gave the right to become the children of god so we come to chapter 17 And this is actually Jesus' last recorded prayers in the book of John. This is John's, when he wrote the gospel, this is the last prayers of Jesus that he wrote before before the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, Gethsemane, before the uh, crucifixion and the resurrection. And he starts actually by praying for himself. And Jesus says in the beginning of 17, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you. Jesus goes on to pray for his disciples in verses 6 to 19. But then he finishes with a prayer, and the prayer is for all believers. And this is actually a prayer for you and I. It's for those that did not yet know him, and in so doing, did not yet know the Father. It's not just a prayer for us, but it's a prayer for our community. And I want you to listen to this prayer as though Jesus was praying it over you before you were saved. Maybe you want to close your eyes this morning as I read this, but I want you also to listen to this prayer as though Jesus is praying it over our community right now. So let's pick up in verse 20. This is Jesus praying. I do not pray for these alone, that is his disciples, but also for those who will believe, that's you and I, our church and our community, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also may be with me where I am, Can you hear the cry of Jesus? Can you hear the cry of his heart here? Can you hear the cry for those that don't yet know him? This was his cry, this was his heart, this was his prayer for you before you were saved. And indeed, I believe today this is the cry of Jesus for our community. Jesus is coming to the end of his ministry at this time on earth, and I believe he's recalling here the love and the unity that he has with the Father since the beginning of time. This is not something that Jesus had to learn. This is who he is. It is who God is. It is a presence, a love, a unity that Jesus is repeating over and over again because this is what it's all about. His prayer, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us. This prayer is about the love and the unity between the Father and the Son, between God the Father and the Son of God. It is a prayer that we have this same love this same intimacy this same revelation this same glory that we may be made perfect in one this is the prayer indeed is the vision that jesus has for us as a church and for our community the unity that we have in christ the unity we have as a church and the love and the unity that we're called to take to our community so I think there's three things that we're to go after this morning from this scripture. And I don't actually want to spend a lot of time on these because, and don't, because I don't think it's more about what we do than what maybe we carry. And I think Jesus' prayer here is to put things into us that we can carry so we can take them to our community rather than just a reaction and response of doing. But there are three calls to action here, I think, that Jesus calls us to do. And the first of those is to pray. Like Christ, we are to pray for those that don't yet know him. When God created the world, he spoke it into being. There is power in the word of God. There is power in prayer. And when we pray the word of God, we draw upon its authority, we draw upon its power to accomplish all that it's set forth to achieve. We pray for our friends, we pray for family, we pray for our community to come to faith. This prayer is the cry of Jesus, that all would come to know the love of the Father. To know him, to believe in him, to be set free, to live in unity. To experience the intimacy and love that Jesus has with the Father and the Father has with the Son. This is a revelation and prayer that we have for ourselves and for our church. And it's a revelation and a prayer that we have for our community. The second thing I think Jesus calls us to do is to speak. John seventeen twenty it says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. And that word was the word of the disciples for those that already knew Jesus. And so we're called here to speak, to go and declare and to testify of Jesus' great love, of his salvation, of the grace that he gives for us and for our community. We're not to keep it to ourselves, but we're to go out and to tell of his great love. And the third is that we are, where to act. In John 17, 18, we're to be, we are to be doers. In John 17 18 it says, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. So church, let's not just be hearers of the word, but let's be doers of the word. Let's hear and have that revelation in our hearts and our minds and our spirits, but let's take that revelation to our community to share that love and hope of Jesus. But I do not believe that we're going to realise the outworking of this prayer until we become carriers of Jesus and carriers of what he's called us to carry both within ourselves, for ourselves, for our families, for our church, but what we carry for our church. And I think there's four areas that God's, that, Christ, that Jesus has asked us to carry in this scripture. The first of that is unity. In verse 22 and 23, it says, And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and love them as you have loved me. How desperate our community, how desperate our world is for unity at this time. And this is at the heart of Jesus' prayer, that we would have unity with God and unity with each other. The same way that the triune God is in perfect unity, this is the model and the relationship that Jesus is referring to here when he prays. And when did Jesus pray? When he prayed for unity, he actually starts by saying, the glory which you have given me, I have given them. And I believe there's a key here for unity, both within our church and within our community and indeed within the world, is that it's actually through the experience of God's glory. It's through the infilling and, and, and receiving of God's grace in his glory that we actually have the capacity, the gift, if I can call it that, to actually bring unity to those around us. So I want us, church, to, as we go after unity, that we pray for that experience of his glory. Jesus' prayer here, his heartbeat is actually, he's drawing upon from the creation of the world that he was with God. In John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the word that is Jesus, and the word was God, and the word was with God. And Jesus is drawing upon that relationship. He's drawing upon that, that knowledge, that understanding. I, I actually think in a way he's looking forward to returning to that intimacy with the Father of being in heaven. But he's drawing upon this relationship, which is the same relationship he's praying, praying for, into for each one of you and for each one of our community, that they would share that same intimacy, that same love, that same unity because we've received his glory. The second, verse 24, Father, I desire that they may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me. The second area I think God wants to put within us is his presence. We're to be filled with the presence of God, that it brings light to every circumstance and every situation, to heal the broken-hearted, to open prison gates, to set the captives free, to comfort all who mourn, to give them beauty for ashes, the all of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. This is Jesus' prayer for you. It's his prayer for our community. It's the prayer before you were even born, before you ever knew him. Jesus crying out to the Father, I desire that they may be with me where I am. Are we carriers of his presence, church? Are we vessels of his grace and his glory? Are we carriers of his heart that all could dwell in his presence? Our goal for our community care ministry is that our community could come and get what they want in the natural, but that we would give them what they need in the spiritual. And we can only do that when we carry the unity that comes from the glory of God and when we carry his presence. When we come together every Thursday morning, we pray, it's for his presence that we're first of all praying for. Yes, we want the food to be able to flow easily, we want the people to be able to come, we want them to be blessed. But when they come into this place, when they come into this church, it's the presence of God that makes us different. Otherwise, we're just like every other charity that's out there. So as we give this Christmas appeal this year, it's actually the presence of God that actually causes us to be different. The third, in verse 25, is knowing him. A righteous father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me. Jesus' prayer calls out this desire that we would know God. If we're going to see the vision for our community, then we must have a revelation of who God is and be living in, the exp- in the expressing that revelation everywhere we go. This is not knowledge. This is knowing. It's an experience that comes from presence. It comes from a life lived in communion with God. It comes from knowing him in the word, knowing him in prayer, and knowing him in worship. They may not describe it this way, but... I think the way that we know that when we, have, when we know him is when we spend time with someone, we sit with someone, we talk with someone, that when we leave, they know that we know God. They know we've been in his presence. We know, They know that we carry his glory. They know that we live in unity with Jesus. So what are the four areas? Number one was unity. Number two was presence number three was knowing him and number four well this is the easy one his love in verse 26 and I've declared to them your name and will declare it that the love which you have loved me may be in them and I in them once again Jesus prays from personal revelation the love that Jesus knew from the father the intimacy of their relationship the affection from the father to the son the unity they shared Jesus knew this all-powerful, all-forgiving, all-embracing love of the Father. And he prayed that the very same love may be in us. And he finishes his prayer that Jesus himself would be in us. My time is up this morning, church. But I want to ask, are we carriers of his love, church? Are we carriers of Jesus himself and his love for all those that will believe? This was his prayer for you and I. This was his prayer for the church. This is his prayer today for our community. Thanks for choosing to listen to the LifeSource Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Anne Iuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the LifeSource Christian Church Audio Lounge.